Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. It's been a year since I've consistently been sending out Godcasts. Can you believe it? Well, my fellow disciples, to be back on the airways testifying to the only true God's work in and through my life has me on fire. Remember, becoming a professional driver was not on my radar. I was quite content with where God had placed me and what I was accomplishing as his disciple. But then again, there's that word, content. And content is a good thing. Read Philippians 4.11. I will testify. God had planned for me and they have a plan for you. That's the plain old truth. And there again, there's millions of disciples of Jesus will testify to those same two words. But God. I was, and you fill in the blank, but God. You got your tanks. Let's dive in. This segment is titled Discipleship the Way of Life Update. Now I hope and pray you didn't think I was gone and never to bring the truth of God to you again, my fellow disciples. <laughs> no, 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 my fellow disciples. I'm being faithful to complete the work God has placed right in front of me. And you know that's biblical because as a disciple of Jesus, God's work, will, and word comes alive in you. And that's the evidence. Not what you say. It's how you live. I mean, the proof is in Ephesians 2.10, which says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand, so that we would walk in them. Now, his workmanship, not my own, his, created, I'm not the creator, he is, good works, I could do works, but God makes them good, prepared beforehand, obviously I didn't know about it, and the only way you know it's God, because it ain't from you. When God places something directly in front of you, you should have the same focus as Jesus did when he was walking in the dust, muck, and mire on this place controlled by the God of this world. I mean, just listen to, just listen to John 12, uh, 11 through 13. On the day, excuse me, on the next day, the large crowd who had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and began to shout, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Well, my fellow disciples, they came to Jerusalem because Jesus said he was going to Jerusalem. Matthew sixteen twenty one. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. So, without going through a whole bunch of things, it just sounds like to me, Jesus was focused on the things that God placed right in front of him. And I do, you can count on that. That can be a warning or a blessing. You decide based on how you are living. When God places something directly in front of you, you better give it your undivided attention. Why? <laughs> because you'll grow. 
That's the plain old truth. Now, to give you an update, oh my goodness, I have learned so much. It was so challenging. Not that I've accomplished it all by any means, but I have grown in such a way, utilizing my skills and abilities weak in so many areas and what I had to overcome and, and the lack of confidence and, and, and stomach in knots and mouth so dry, even a piece of gum and a glass of water would not make it moist because it makes you nervous. I mean, after all, you're driving one of the largest vehicles on the roadway. And you're responsible not only for your own life, but for what you're doing and the equipment you're operating. But what about you on the road right next to me? And then to come through those different things and working through that, and then it becomes rote. And, and I saw the difference between the spiritual and the physical, that what we're learning in the physical is so directly related to the spiritual and how these applications in our lives become intrinsic. I mean, like, you know, we had what we call the pre-trip inspection. That's where you go around the unit and you're looking at different things, safety pieces and parts and making sure the safe operation of the vehicle. And if you see something wrong, you got to report it. Your life is at stake and so are the lives of others. And it's interesting and I've watched some people, they, after a while, get content. Maybe, I don't know if they would be content. Is it overconfidence? Is it, is it the lack of caring? Or they're so good they don't have to worry about malfunctions or breakdowns that they would have spotted in a pre-trip inspection that they didn't do? And I watch several drivers and they don't do it. So is that the same biblically? Is that the same when, you know, we get biblical truths and then we hear them and we're on fire for them? And I'm just going to say four soils here. And then what happens is we don't do them anymore. We become so complacent. I think that's the word. I don't think it's content. I think they become complacent. And, and if they're complacent in their professional aspect, how are they in their spiritual aspect? Are they complacent too? So focusing on all the things I needed to focus on, and oh my goodness, spiritually speaking, I mean, it's your perspective in becoming sharper to peer through the smoke and mirrors and the deception of this world. Can you see God's footprints and fingerprints, their spiritual work, or are you just kind of got the same old eyes and ears, heart, mind, and spirit, and really are just evolving into the same old, same old. In physical, the way you walk, the way you talk, and how you live. Or do you have the same old gait? Well, today, my fellow disciples, I'm going to give you a snapshot into the past several months of what I learned about God, myself, and others. Well, the one thing I can tell you about God from experience is God is in control. Uh, there were certain circumstances where it was beyond my control. You cannot control outside of your vehicle. And sometimes even when you face the elements, you can't even control your vehicle. But God is what I will say. Can I get an amen for all of you disciples that believe? 
There are times it had me speechless. There wasn't much really to say. Excuse me. When God says this, and I can claim this promise, and that's the plain old truth, it's Psalm 91:11. He will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. My fellow disciples, there had been at least two specific times when if his angels were not attentive to their duties and faithful to God in following his commands to a T, you don't hear a peep from me. One situation, I was on I-55 headed northbound and an inattentive driver approaching on the entrance ramp to my right. He's coming around the ramp. I'm on a two-lane road. I'm approaching a bridge, not a high bridge, a flat bridge. And their cars that see me start to put on my signal. So they're going to speed up. They're not going to let us go. They're not going to let me over. And that driver pulled right out in front of me. And I could barely get that thing under control to slow down slow enough. And I couldn't go left. And when I had the opportunity, he saw me finally. And I looked in my left mirror. And my left two outer tandem tires... And for you folks that don't drive, that's the trailer tires. Two of them on the driver's side are off the pavement. Any further, and in the ditch I go. Unbelievable. Angels. Another event was on uh, the 130 around Austin, Texas. In of 10 of driver and greedy drivers. And you know, it's amazing how few people can look at the same thing and see two different things. For example, let me give you an example. Now you see tractor trailers on the roadway, right? And you see there's distance in between. We call that space. I need space to slow down and stop in the event of a traffic emergency. Other people see that as an opening. I see it as space, they see it as an opening. It's the same thing, it's the same spot on the road and yet they steal that from you because they see it as an opening no it's my space i guess i could tailgate not let you in but if traffic comes to a stop i'm not going to be able to stop that vehicle safely and how would you feel if it was your spouse or your children in a car in front of me you'd call me irresponsible and yet that's what happened i was allowing space maybe four or five vehicle lengths in front of me and driving lower than the speed limit because I don't speed in my vehicle. Not allowed to. Won't let me. I would I probably if it did let me, but it doesn't. So I have my space. And there's four vehicles coming up alongside of me. I'm watching traffic and traffic is coming to a stop I'm aiming high and steering if you will and I'm looking and watching and all of a sudden these three cars decide that hey that space to the right is really an opening for me to get around this traffic jam in a two-lane road I don't know where they're going well the fourth vehicle panel van wasn't paying attention at all I don't think because the next thing I know is I hear his start and I look left and I look right to kind of look at what my options are going to be with regard to uh, a clear way give myself an out and at the moment all I could do was pull on the emergency brake and and uh, not the emergency brake it's called our engine brake I put the engine brake on and 
I pull on that steering wheel and push that brake as hard as I could. And you could hear the anti-locking working when you hear from the tractor. He heard that turn back left because if he comes into my lane, there's not enough space. And four or five vehicles are in collision or... I looked to the right, and all I had was a small shoulder and a 30-foot drop off the cliff. What do you do? Do you turn to the right? Angels. There's heavy rain, there's wind, there's pitch black nights, there's blowouts when you're driving. And he said he will give his angels charge concerning me. Need I say more? Do you believe every word that God says? Or just some of them? Do you even know of some of the promises that he's made? And maybe I'll do a Godcast one coming up on God's promises. Because he is faithful. Are you living out God's word and truths as they're written on the tablet of your heart? You know, there are millions of people who truly don't care about others. And in this industry, it is so easy to detect because you get an opportunity to watch. And I think that was part of the development of the spirituality of really looking at humanity and just watching behavior. I want to say this, not as a commercial for the industry, but I have to tell you, you probably are not thinking about this. But there are just but a few products that do not go by tractor trailer when a driver needs an opening make space he's carrying something you want at the store but i guess you don't care till you get to the store and it ain't there because the tractor trailer's back there in traffic because no one wanted to let him in interesting wonder what goes on under the skin but I can tell you one of the things that I've also learned, it's easy for the flesh. There have been many times hearing the swearing on the CB radio and conversations with others, but I have a memory verse, and I almost got caught in this trap, my fellow disciples. If you hear it, it's easy to be that if that was part of what you used to be in the old man or the new self compared to the old self. But I have a memory verse that helps me deal with drivers and cars and semis that don't care about the well-being of their fellow drivers on the road. I know. I see them. Could you be one of them? But that's between you and the Creator. But here's the passage. It's Ephesians 4.29. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word that is good for edification according to the need of the moment. So it gives grace to those who hear. So in my flesh, I want to scream, You stupid! My And letters are the same thing. I remember my daughter's growing up, H-E double hockey stick. I said, I know you're cursing. (laughs) Don't use the spelling. No. But then the flesh would win. But I'm choosing to live by the Spirit. So... What has happened is, is God has given me a different perspective on how to see them so that I can deal with it when I'm driving. 
you have vehicles that come up from behind you on the left. Then they come around you on the right. And then they pass you on the right. Well, those are loopers. Instead of a stupid and you fill in the blank, he's a looper. Traffic has come to a slowdown. And maybe even a stop. When the car that goes or the truck that goes from the right lane to the middle lane and back to the left lane and back to the middle, I've seen them. Are you one of them? You're a jumper. You just jump from here, jump from there, jump from everywhere. Now, I tell you, I've been out of shape on my talking. I had to take a short break there just to, huh. There are those who need to exit right. But because traffic is moving on the left there, they seem to be on the left side of the road. But then there's where their exit is. So they cut off several drivers, especially the tractor trailer in the right lane. Those are called cutters. Then you have those who drive at high rates of speed. They are zippers. And then you have those that tend to drive a lot slower than the speed limit, becoming a risk in themselves. Those are turtles. And finally, the blinders. Those are the people that are right next to you. You're approaching a hazard. Vehicle stopped on the side of the roadway with their flashers on. Maybe, you know, lane cleanup crew. They're right next to you. You're the largest object on the roadway. And they just plumb don't see you. They're blinders. See, if I assign them names, then they become that in my mind. And no unwholesome word constantly comes out of my mouth. And I remain focused and faithful so question I am by myself so I can act and say whatever I want right because no one can see or hear me or unless they see my gestures in a mirror and then I could f put on a facade of my own righteousness before others right if I do wouldn't I be deceiving myself and what really goes on under the skin? I will tell you a truth, though. Who they are really behind the wheel of their vehicle. The car, the truck, the gun, the knife. Chess, my fellow disciples. The heart, that's the seat of the mind. And they are more wicked and evil around us more than you can imagine. That is the truth. Just think of this in James 3.16, for where jealous and selfish jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. And I don't know what every evil thing looks like, but it's unbelievable. So, I will testify. It's more than we realize, and we'll be talking about that over the next few weeks. The next Godcast, Discipleship, the Way of Life, Under the Skin. This year has been challenging. I have grown so much, personally and professionally. And personally, with confidence and spiritually. Professionally, with skills. I've seen weakness turn into strength, fear to courage, ignorance to knowledge, and incapable to skillful. I love what I do and look forward to where, when, and who God leads me to or them to me. 
So as we head back up, take this with you. God will do what he says he will do. You can bet your eternity on that fact. The physical is directly related to the spiritual. And there is a biblical truth to support it. Listen to what Jesus said to the man named Nicodemus in John 3.12. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? The physical is directly related to the spiritual. You can count on that. When you face loopers, jumpers, cutters, zippers, turtles, and blinders, let them go so you can make it to your destination safely. See him as a scapegoat. You're just going to let them go. Not going to hold anything on them, against them, or for them. Just let them go. It's so relieving when you just see a jumper or a looper and you, you want to scream and yell and you just let them go and you just proceed on. Look forward to the next Godcast under the skin. And as I end this, I want to I pray for you. Abba, we love you and thank you for today. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, you said the devil is the god of this world, and even though he tried to tempt you, you remained faithful. By the power of your spirit and the truth of your word written on our hearts, we too can live a life of faithfulness as your disciples. Thank you for your life residing in us. You know who it is that's listening today that needs a reminder and encouragement to dwell on your life, your love, your truth, your word, your work. Empower us today to look to you as a source of life and not to the world because the world is passing away. Thank you for giving me an opportunity just to come back and encourage for those who are looking for and needing to hear and you're going to use this Godcast as the reminder that your work is never done until you say it's done and that we are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity to come back to the airways to proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we might present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Have a great week of worship and keep walking the way. <laughs>